with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, every day. This is a really haughty, scary night because the thunder is clapping and the lightning is flashing and the rain is coming down. Nice, spooky night for an investigation. So joining us today from Chillingham Castle or something is the gold standard and ghost hunted Mr. Steve Parsons. Well, it's Carew Castle in West Wales, but... Uh, I was yeah, so close. You weren't. You were about 300 miles distance, but hey, yeah. who cares? Well, it's a castle. I got that right. Well, it's a castle. You're absolutely right. Yeah, um, yeah. so we don't have the thunder and the lightning, I'm afraid. Um, maybe well, I have it. See, I'm living up. Well, you can do the sound effects. Yes, yes, that's it. I got the sound effects for you. So we, we have... Uh, yeah, we're joined... Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago on the ship... We were joined by uh, Andy Taylor. Um, yeah. And we, yeah, you said uh, we should do some. The, the dress up. Uh, he was down here. Crazy guy, the right? dress up, yeah, that's right. The dress up queen of, uh, of Norfolk. Well, we've got him down here now. And uh, in the uh, Any Ghost Project um, newsletter, uh, I did a piece about Kerry with its famous ape ghost. And uh, we thought it would be a. Cool thing to do um, to have a look at the castle again with Andrew. So, so we're on a 3G. We're, yeah, is, it, is there any chance that the Andrew might be channeling the ape? Well, <laughs> it, it's possible. Anything's possible. He's, he's got his fairy costume on, so you never know. Uh, there you go. Uh, we've got we've got some ghost hunting equipment. We've got the spirit box with us, so uh, we'll try that later as well. K two um, meter. The only thing is, sorry, K two meter. Uh, no, we haven't got KT. Oh, um, we're going to give that a go. Uh, currently, we're at the gatehouse. Uh, it's a bit of a windy night, so there might be some noise. And also, we're on a we're on a cellular network, so we might drop out. So you have to, to carry us until until uh, Karina reconnects us. So we'll give it a go anyway. So, uh, but first of all, I want to talk about chicken pot pie. Tell me, what is a chicken pot pie? You take a chicken and you bake them in the oven, and there you go. Well, that's it. <laughs> what? Come on, you tell me about chicken. Tell me about chicken pot. I don't. I mean, you, you, you've She's said from Texas. She doesn't know what chicken pot we're pie is. This, we're I having this really cool chicken. supper at dining with the DC. I know what chicken pot pie is. It's not great. Yeah, well, we don't have that in the UK. What? What is chicken pot pie? Chicken pie? Karina. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's. White meat chicken. Anything. It's white meat chicken and vegetable and vegetables and some kind of mushroom stuff or whatever stuffed in a thing that looks like a pie. So it's chicken in white sauce in a pie. Yeah, it, it's like it's like one of your pies out there uh, in uh, England. It's not a meat pie. Yeah, it is. Well, chicken well, meat. It can. <laughs> well, in uh, Texas, uh, you heard it first, folks. In Texas, chickens are vegetables. <laughs> No, I meant like it's not like Crazy. beef, like a like what what do y'all call it? Like meat pies or like yeah, beef, it's like beef. beef. We have beef, beef. Yeah, yeah, we have cows in the UK. Uh, yeah, actually, we've well, got not anymore. I thought you. I wait a minute. I thought you killed them all with the uh, bad no, cows. Was, 
No, there's a field of cows in front of us, and there's some sheep in one of the other fields. So uh, I'll be damned. If we get hungry, you never know. Anyway, so at the moment, let's just orientate people. Um, there are some pictures. We'll upload them to the Ghost Chronicles page uh, a little later that we took earlier today um, yep. of Kerou Castle. It was built originally, it dates back to the old pre-Norman, so um, the Sinera. Um It was then... Is that what it is? Sorry? Pre-Norman Lear? Yeah, there is, there's a, a much earlier layer to the castle. The castle is, um, the, the, the current castle is mostly a Tudor uh, construction. Mm. So it dates to the 16th century. Um, it's smaller than obviously that it used to be because a lot of the outside of the castle uh, complex has been, has been levelled over the years. Uh, it stands on a promontory. We're surrounded by water, uh, the mill pond, uh, uh, which is tidal. And the castle is famous notably for two ghosts, um, one seen by day and also on moonlit nights, uh, which is reputedly the ghost of a white lady uh, described to be Princess Nest, who is a very famous character in Welsh history, a real character in Welsh history. She was related to all of the uh, English uh, and Welsh royal families. Hmm. Um, she was a very controversial figure. She... She was married uh, and had children with several um, of the royal royal families in England and Wales. Mm. And uh, her ghost is said to uh, haunt Kerou and has been seen by day and also on full moons. And we're not just we're just past a full moon. It was full moon over the weekend. So we're hopeful. Um, it's still full daylight here, although it's getting towards twilight. And the other ghost that Kerou is famous for, most famous for, or, of course, it's the ghost, the ghost ape of Kerou. The story being that um, in the 18th century, I think it was, uh, Rhys Ap Thomas um, brought back one of the, these Barbary apes, for, or had acquired a Barbary ape, and uh, he trained it, and his son ran off with, wanted to marry the daughter of a local merchant. Uh, Rhys decided that this was a marriage beneath the family, one night, the merchant came round to complain about the rents that had been levied against him. Uh-huh. Uh, Reese um, saw saw red, and, and he set the ape upon the merchant. A fight ensued. The merchant escaped, and uh, he he was having his wounds tended to, and there was horrendous screaming uh, from the from inside the castle rooms. And in the morning, Reese was found dead. Ape had disappeared. Nobody quite knows what happened to it, but the ghost of the ape has been heard and seen around Kerou Castle. So I'm joined with Andrew Taylor. Hi, Ron. Hi, everybody. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Very good, thank you. I'm a bit windswept at the minute, though. <laughs> and, of course, we're, we're, we're stood in the gatehouse, which is one of the locations where Princess Nest has been seen walking the so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, uh, with your permission, uh, put the mic over to, to Andy to see if he's been quietly um, contemplating or channeling or whatever it is these psychics do. And we're going to see if he's managed to pick up on anything whilst you and I have been talking. We've been I, I, why, why you, wait a minute. Why are you talking? I, I want you to know this. And, and as I looked down in my office, I saw an ape. There you go. So um, I just think 
Very interesting coincidence, but uh, well, there, is, there is an ape in my office. Well, Andy's been quiet for a, he's he's been meditating for about thirty minutes before we. Okay, uh, before we so let's there, so. let's see what he's what let's he's got. What he's, so I'll I'll put the microphone towards Andy, and I, for the next two or three minutes, we'll hand hand the yeah hand it over to Andy. Hey, old chap, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, good on at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's rather cold. Um, I think I dress for Norfolk as opposed to West Wales at the oh, moment. So sorry, it's, sorry. It's, it's whistling through these walls at the moment. We haven't got glazing, unfortunately, at Cairo. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've been tuning in. I've, I've been sort of getting mental pictures more than connecting with individual spirits. Um, Steve was mentioning Nest earlier, and, and basically, you know, looking across towards the, the castle now, I can see the, the upper levels where the solar would have been. And, you know, I've just got visions of her being there. There was a lady with a a belt, um, a long belt of some description, um, jewels in the belt, and it was hanging down to the floor. Uh, I also got um, a skirmish at some sort of... Um, being taken against her will, being dragged from the castle. You know, this this is quite strong here. There's a lot of feeling of emotion. Um, I'm not feeling that they actually physically perhaps went through the gatehouse, but she was definitely removed from the castle under duress. Um, got a lot of emotion with that because her children are involved. She's been taken away, her children are left, and she's being dragged off by big, airy sort of foreign men from what I can gather. And that, that that's the strength that I'm getting at the moment in this location. So... Um, I'm going to run with that and see if I can sort of connect with anything else through the gatehouse. A lot of traffic, of course. You know, the, this is the main gatehouse to the castle. As Steve said, it's three sides. It's surrounded by water, and this would be the only way in. So, yes, the traffic's intensive from a lot of levels in, in the castle's history. So we, we'll see if we can pick up on something else while we're here now. Okay. So can you give us a little bit something more about this this woman, Uh like color of her hair? Did you mention that? Or she's she's got sort of reddish auburn hair, uh, um, quite long, and it's plaited. Definitely plaited. I can, I can basically, I've got my eyes closed to do mm -hmm. that, so it's very strange being sat here and closing my eyes to sense that. But yeah, she's got long a plait of hair, a single plait, and that runs down her back. The, the belt hangs sort of below the waist. And then there's, but there are a lot of jewels in the belt. It looks to be leather, but it's studded with the jewels. And very much, I mean, we talk about the white lady, but there is a white sort of um, kirtle would be the, the description we give to the gown that she's wearing. And then a sleeveless mantle over the top of that. So, but then she's, she's disturbed within the solar, as I say, which is this sort of upper level where the family would have lived on the front of the castle here because it caught a lot of the sun and the heat. And she's taken under duress from there. I can feel her emotion. She's, she's obviously sensing, you know, her children are being left behind. She's been taken from them. And that's the biggest sensation I'm getting from that. Nothing more from that. I'm not sort of getting any further history. This is where she was dragged from. And that's the, the big sensation with that. But as I say, you know, over the top of that, I'm also getting this traffic through the gateway here. Uh, we're sat right in the middle of it, actually. So, yeah, you can sense people pushing and shoving and, and the carts coming through, you know, we're sensing all of that, and mm -hmm. that's from right through the history. Now, you, you, you mentioned that she was being taken away by some burly men. Uh, yeah, foreigners yeah. I'm getting. They're, they're not Welshmen. This is the point, you know. Uh -huh. They're not in, they're perhaps not English. 
So I don't okay. know. I mean, Steve's the history man, but, uh-huh. but these are these are definitely not Englishmen. I would have thought. Well, speaking historically, um, there is there is evidence that Ness was, in fact, she was abducted by her brother in brother in law brother. Um, I may be a little rusty on the history there, but um, she was certainly abducted. Um, but that took place at Kidwelly Castle, uh, which is around about twenty miles from here. And was brought to uh, Kerou. Um, so it's 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 interesting that Andrew's picking up on on the aspect of her being uh, abducted. Um, but historically, that was at a different location. Uh, although interestingly, people do associate that that tale with Kerou. Um, so. We'll, we'll we'll press on. Um, what we're going to do in a little while is we're going to we're going to relocate slightly towards the Great Hall. We can't actually go into it because there's construction work in progress at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're going to do from outside of it, we're going to use the ghost box uh, and SB7 uh, to try and see if we can do some EVPs while we're here because we thought that might be a useful thing to try. I mean, obviously, there's no point in trying a K2 or anything. Because it's not it's it's entirely visual, so we're sticking with audible audible stuff. Right. But, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say uh, keep, keep let Andy sort of tune in. What would be nice is to see if we can actually um, link something that Andy's picking up with something that's coming through on the SB7 to see if we can get some sort of I don't know correlation between mm-hmm. the psychic impressions of Andy and words that come through on the ghost box. Right. I think that's a, a great idea. And uh, while you're doing that, in fact, I, I'm going to uh, set up the obelisk on this side and see if I can connect with uh, you guys as well. And maybe uh, we can get something from here, too. And I'm, I'm, I, and hopefully I'm going to take that big gorilla I found and use, as, <laughs> use that as a focal point to attempt to uh, connect with you guys here. Yeah, I think this is quite an interesting idea. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a radio show, and we we've never tried anything like this before. We broadcast from Ennis. I have. Well, I say we. Uh, we broadcast mm-hmm. from Ennis Corthy Castle before um, on my trips to Ireland. But uh, when you gave us the idea a couple of weeks ago, and I knew Andy was going to be here, it seemed like a good idea. Um, and we searched. I spent a week searching for a, one of the reasonably haunted locations in Pembrokeshire that had a, a suitable um, telephone signal. And uh, fortunately, Carew fit, fitted the bill. All of the signals were brilliant. So, Andy, um, do we want to move from here or do you want to stay for a, bit, a, bit, a little bit longer? Um, I think if we, if we start taking a slow walk through, through the path that way and sort of end up, as you say, it'll be outside the Great Hall on the slope, perhaps. Well, I don't think we've got to be scaffold careful of his wind noise on the microphone. But, well, there's so. scaffolding there. So That's all right. That's all right. Okay. Do you, want to, do you want to switch over to the obelisk while we relocate them, Ron? I've actually got the obelisk on, and we are, we are getting words right away almost immediately uh, before I even had a chance to connect – the uh, data output to it. So, uh, yes, it's, things are lighting up very quickly here. All right. Well, I'll, ha- I'll, hand, I'll hand it to you, for, to the Ovalis, for a couple of minutes while we ro- relocate inside Mm-mm. the courtyard of Kerry. Okay. So this is all very interesting. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, so... 
we will see as it goes along. As I mentioned to Steve, I am in the process of setting up a better. I just realized I connected the cables wrong to the stupid obelisk, so that's not a good thing. All right, we're we're cracking now. The thing is splitting out stuff. Let's let's try to get back to it and see what we connect to. Hmm. This is interesting. We're all very interesting, but we're not. It's not coming on the digital readout for some reason, which is interesting. For we're, we've we've we're now uh, in the courtyard. So we've gone through the gatehouse. Um, so if, if people want to Google Kerry Castle, um, there are plans available online so they can see, you know, if they're listening to the podcast, especially they can, they can find out where we are. We're stood right in the middle of the castle. Um, at the moment, we're surrounded on all four sides by the castle walls. Um, the castle is roofless, essentially, apart from uh, the Undercroft and parts of the Great Hall, which we can't access tonight due to the work that's in progress. And uh, so we're looking up. We've got black crows flying around overhead. It's, it's uh, just to set the scene. It's, it's quite a windy night here in Pembrokeshire. The temperature is in the sort of uh, 60s in, in Fahrenheit for the Americans. It's about 14 for, for the Brits. Um, there's, there's a 30 mile an hour wind blowing. It's an overcast day. We've had a drizzly wet sort of day. Uh, it's as the sun's going down, it, it, there is an atmosphere. I think one of the things that I think every ghost investigator want, uh, everybody that visits old buildings will, will recognize is there is almost certainly a, a change in the ambiance of a building when, when, you know, in that hour between, uh, sunrise and sunset, that, that twilight zone. So what is the visibility there right now? At the moment, it's crystal clear uh, for several miles. I mean, obviously, we can't see several miles. Walls. <laughs> We're surrounded by walls, but it's a clear night. It, yeah. It's completely solid overcast, um, low, low-hanging gray clouds scudding across the sky. Um, we've had shower, heavy showers all day. Um, and I say there's a breeze, so uh, it, there is an ambiance. So um, the bats that, are just coming out. I've just seen a bat. <laughs> a bat's just flown across. Carew is also famous for yeah, its bat it's colony. It's got a bat colony, so they're out already hunting the, the gnats and things that are rising up. I think so. So mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll let Andy just tune in a little bit. So I'm, I'm interested in what he picked up as he walked through that that gate did and, and into the courthouse yard as he 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 violated that space. What what was he picking up? As we can, because we you go from the guy's house and there's there's a little bit of a windy path and then you enter the sort of the main sort of doorway to the castle and, and within that I presume there was some sort of portcullis. You definitely get the feeling of of things pushing you out that they want to exclude you on it. Um, Steve was saying about that sort of ambiance between sort of, you know, sun, sun, you know, just as the sun's coming up, you get that hour at sort of dawn and you also get it at twilight. And there's a very oppressive atmosphere, very moody. And I can't put it down to the weather conditions because we've not had that sort of heat today. If it, if it was a thunderstorm coming, it's, it's that sort of feeling without the thunder, if you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. Is that any good? Actually, actually I can't disagree with him. Um, we haven't had any storms, and we, we very rarely get storms in Pembrokeshire, um, lightning storms. Um, but there is a there is a, 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 a sense of a storm, if that makes sense. Um, sort of an idea that there is a, an impending storm. 
uh, and I, uh, you know, I make no pretensions about being psychic, but perhaps it's because I do understand the history of the location that I don't think you can't be affected by a location when you're inside a building of, you know, just looking around at it. I'm just, I'm talking so that Andy can actually tune in at the moment so that he can hopefully pick up on something because what I've held back on is um, now Andy is from Pembrokeshire. Um, you know, he's lived here many years. He does. He's visited Kerry on a, countless occasions uh but there are you know we've talked about princess nest and we've talked about the the ape but there are at least two other uh, phantoms apparitions that are reported by visitors one of which interestingly uh, i'm not going to go into any detail right now but one uh, so several years ago there was a lady who was here as a scientist researching the bat colonies and studying the bats and she was here every evening uh, around this time when the bats came out and she fled the building she fled the castle she had an experience and she fled the castle now we're here at the same time and we're actually in the same place that she was we're at the at the um towards the base of the tower where the back colony is it's it's um fenced off from visitors to protect the back colony now where did uh, that ape come from where did the ape come from? Um, well, ultimately, uh, North Africa, but I don't know. I, I, I have to uh, say that my history is remiss in that how Cerise got it. Uh, so there are, diff there are several different versions that he, he bought it from. Because from the Africa. obelisk just spit out Africa. Cool. Well, it did come from Africa. I mean, it's a Barbary no, ape. It, 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 that's the, where it comes from. Yeah. Um, he, whether he got it from, uh, there are some stories he bought it from Barbary pirates. Uh, there was a lot of trade between West Wales and uh, North Africa. Uh, Barbary pirates were, were regular visitors to the West Wales coast. Um, or whether he, you know, he, he, didn't, he himself probably never went there, so he probably did acquire it by, by purchase. So, Andy, you've been quiet for a minute or two. Yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to explain. As you say, it's obviously a, an audible thing, but we stood by the tower in the corner here, um, sort of to the right of the tower. There would be what is sort of the equivalent of the Great Hall. Um, it's it's more of a, a cellar, really, and we unfortunately we can't go in there either. But uh, I've got a lot of armed men. Uh, this is almost like a garrison. And I think this is where the feeling of the oppression was coming from. Um, and this would protect the door to the tower where the bats are. There are signage up for the, the public to keep them out. But it's almost like these men are doing a job for them on a psychic level because they're actually pushing us back. You know, I, I don't want to go in. We could go so far in, but I don't actually want to go into the room because of their pressure. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's... it's yeah, that, that's, yeah, we're, we're trying to we'll try and get in there. I mean, if Steve can convince me, and so we'll probably get a coffee out the flask and see if that's going to get me sort of raring up to go in there. But at the moment, yes, they're very much pushing us back and pushing us out of this. The obelisk just said you aren't your mummy. <laughs> probably <laughs> yes, it, it feels a bit like that, Ron. Yeah, it's 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 a bit awkward. You you don't want to go in there. It, I don't think we're in any physical danger, but sort of on a spiritual level, it's telling us no. You know, you're not coming in here and. And it is, it's, it's, it's a group of soldiers, very much so. It's, it's a barrack room, that's what I'm feeling, and that's the sensation we're getting. Some, some years ago, I was here with Andy uh, during an investigation. It was a public access investigation, and uh, on that particular occasion, we were in the Undercroft, um, 
And the reason we can't go in there tonight is, is, is purely practical. We, we would lose the signal. The walls right. there are some, they're about 14 or 15 feet thick, and we just couldn't uh, transmit from there. Um, but the last time we were in there, Andy did have a very bad experience, um, some form of possession, I guess. Um, Andy, do you want to explain what happened that night? That's yeah. I, I went to walk down the slope into the the garrison there, and 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 basically, it, I couldn't get out again. <laughs> it was I was rooted to the spot. I was stuck there. I think we had a brick come out of a wall, didn't we? Didn't we have a brick fall out of the wall on that that particular? I remember occasion. you were injured in some way. Yeah, a brick came down the wall. It, really? Yeah, we, we had rocks, but then again, run there are birds nesting in these walls, and and they're not, you know, kept in the best state. I think the national parks do as much as they can to sort of repair it, but you know, occasionally they, they you know, the wildlife makes them sort of loosen and they topple. So I can't put it down to spirit, but it wasn't a good feeling because I was rooted to the spot when the brick came down. I couldn't get out of the way, in effect. So yes, there's always that in the back of my mind when we're here, and I suppose it colours your, you know, your, your experience, and you don't want to go through that again. I have to ask Steve about. I mean, is there any any connection to maybe astronomy or astrology or or something with the planets that you know of? Uh, not in the alignment of the castle. No, it was, it was built purely strategically. Um, mm -hmm. It was designed. It's on a promontory, um, and it was designed. It was put there for a reason because it's protected by by the natural lay of the land. What's interesting when Andy's talking about these bricks falling out of the wall, I've been obviously to Kerry on countless occasions, and the masonry is very, very uh, flimsy, uh, very crumbly. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've not been there when something is you you hear. Um, bits of it falling down around you and at night when you've got a group of investigators all running, rushing around uh, it's somewhat inevitable that bits of the wall start to crumble around as they lean against it or clamber against it um, but what was interesting on the night that uh, I was referring to um, was that Andy was sitting um, in, a in a window frame if I remember rightly and I'd Seemingly become possessed. Was this the one with Tracy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tracy, uh, and it's and it's yeah. seemingly become possessed on the night yeah, I think um, by by some the monk in the priest room. Yeah, I think it was in the chapel. I think that and that particular. We were occasion. close to the chapel. Yeah. We were. I think I was sat on the chapel. There's a sort of hatchway that goes back into the great hall, and we were sat on the window sill there. And I think it was the monk, because the priest's room, he doesn't want me in there. I think that's to do with my faith, you know, being a witch. He was sort of very much pushing me out of there, and, and that was that was quite nasty. I think I'd gone full, fully over at one point. I think your good lady actually stood me up. So uh, she was worried for our, our safety at that point. <laughs> well, we're, um, how are we off for time in, in terms of the ad break? 30 okay, seconds. Well, we'll, we'll use the ad break to relocate again, and... Uh, We'll catch you the other side of so the do, commercials. Do we, have, do we have a name for the maiden of the castle? The name is Princess, Princess Nest, N-E-S-T. -E do you know her first name? Nest. Nest. That's that nice. was her first name. Oh, that's a they, shame. They, well, you could Google that and you'll find her on that, Ron. Okay. All right. So uh, on that note, uh, we're going to have to take a break right now. So anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International live from Killy – no, what are we? Chillin, chillin, killin someplace. Carew Castle. Castle. Carew, Carew Castle in Wales. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Planet Paranormal. 
Pararex and wherever the hell else would be in play. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. something we could do with right now uh your live part two of ghost chronicles international a rather special edition tonight from a stormy new england and a spooky west wales we're live tonight on an outside broadcast from the very haunted Kerou castle uh, which is in pembrokeshire my home my well not my home county my resident county and we're joined with um by psychic medium andrew taylor on a live ghost investigation of Kerry castle during the break we relocated we're now just stood outside the great hall adjacent to the undercroft an undercroft is uh 
a small it, it, it's kind of like uh, the cellars I guess to the chapel it's not the dungeons but it's the uh, working cellars to the castle where the kitchen ranges were where the service ranges to the castle were and there's a visitor exhibition there are some display plaques around the place um and above us is the Great Hall, an area that unfortunately we can't access, but we have no need to because there's been nothing paranormal, to the best of my knowledge, ever reported there. I mean, most most groups that do investigate Carew, and there are many, uh, use the Great as Hall room. as a base room. Yeah. Um, it has a stage at one end of it, and they use it for their presentations and setting up their equipment and their tea urns. Now, during the break, as I say, we're, we're, we're just outside the Undercroft, so we're mm-hmm. right up against the Great Hall wall. Uh, and very close to the, the to the apartments where Cerise um, lived and where he kept his ape. So we're hoping that that perhaps I don't know if Andy's going to. Uh, we all know he's got a penchant for dressing up. He hasn't got a gorilla suit with him tonight, but uh, you never know. He might if he suddenly goes, starts getting all hairy on me. <laughs> I'm going to be the first run. time. Yeah, run, run. So why? What, what is this thing about the monkey? I mean, you, it, it's almost unique, isn't it? Well, the, the, I think that the legend is that, uh, you know, the various things, it disappeared. Uh, you know, uh, the, the steward of the castle, which I believe was with the um, the intended father-in-law of the son that had been, you know, beaten up by Sir Reese. Uh, when they, they heard the scream and they went in and the legend is that Cerise was sort of badly mauled by the ape. The ape was nowhere to be seen. The, the story is that maybe threw it in the fireplace, but they never found any remains. So, you know, it's it's pretty bloodthirsty, but then most history of that period is. So. Given that most people have seen, oh, there, are, there are accounts of people experiencing the ape in some form, either hearing it or, or smelling it or sensing an animal mm-hmm. near them. Are you picking up on anything? I mean, is there anything animalistic around us? The, the most animalistic thing I'm getting, and I've had it several times here, Steve? are dogs. I'm getting, I, get, I do get sort of great big Afghan hounds. I've heard it was more smell than anything at the moment. The smell of wet dogs. Um, not dogs that have been bathed in sort of you know shampoo and stuff. These are dogs that have just been swimming in the mill pond, perhaps. That, that sort of musty, nasty odour, and, and that's what I'm getting here. So, so whether the hunting dogs were taken into the Great Hall, whether the, I presume they lived cheek by jowl with the, you know, Sir Reese and his retinue, so that's the sort of thing I'm getting at the moment. But there are dogs about, more, more than apes. Uh, I've been on several visits here where we've supposedly heard and recorded at time apes, um, but then I've put it down to seagulls. You know, you get a seagull kicking off, and it can sound very much like an ape screeching. So we've got or to be... Or a baby, even. Yes, yeah, we, yeah, we've got to be careful. It's yeah, Kerou is is located. I mean, there is a road nearby, mm. but but we are um, well set back in. I'm surrounded. Well, um, I actually have a question. Side. I have yeah. a question. So, the the castle is ruined now. I mean, what is the past recent history in the past hundred years? What after? How did it become what it is today? Well, the castle was, um, I mean, it, it, was, it was ruined by, by Cromwell mm-hmm. um, to prevent it being used uh, after the English Civil War for further insurgencies against the crown um, and against the government. Uh, essentially, it stayed a ruin until around about 40 or 50 years ago. It's remained in private ownership and uniquely... It was used as a cattle sort of It was used as a cattle point. and a farmhouse. Yeah. Um, Uniquely, like with Pembroke Castle, um, several miles from where we are. Um, okay, what was that? 
there's a lorry on the road, right? Yeah, we, we are we are near a road. Um, there is a road. We heard a growl. No, that was a that, that, that was, was a, a, right? a truck going past. Um, the local farmer t- uh, taking the the silage in. Um, the the castle, like Pembroke, is privately owned, although it's managed by a trust um, by the national park. I believe the Wales. Picton family. The Picton family connected with it in some so, way. Is there any record of it being used by highwaymen? Um, no, no. Uh, there are there are wreckers and pirates associated with Pembrokeshire, but not not where we are. We're quite inland, although we're on a tidal mill pond, uh, but we're still some three miles from the sea. Um, I think fairly large vessels could have come up to the castle, you know, using the tide, and then no, no, highwaymen meaning, meaning robbers, robbers. No, 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 no nothing like that. Nothing no, although, although uh, this area of West Wales was notorious for what was called the Rebecca Riots, mm. and this, was, uh, this took place in the 18th century, um, where groups of men dressed as women. Um, it's the same thing happens now, Ron. It's, yeah, it's, it's, particularly, to, particularly to Andy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> groups of men would dress as women, and they would smash down toll gates. These were gates that were placed across roads in order to charge tolls. Uh, by landowners um, with the government's permission and people, the the local farming uh, community rebelled and would go out at night and assault the toll keepers and smash the gates. But they dressed as as women um, and they all called themselves Rebecca and they were... in history, they're called the Rebecca Riots. Mm. Uh, they're they're closely associated with all of this area of Pembrokeshire, but not not highway, not highway. No. Although Pembrokeshire does have a history of pirates, uh, we have several well-known pirates: Black uh, Barty, Black Bart, Black Bart um, is a, a notorious Caribbean pilot uh, pirate. It's another one of my characters, Ron. <laughs> it's another one that I dress up, but unfortunately, I do it in Norfolk, so it's a long way from home. Oh well. So while we chat, Andy's going to try and tune in. We're going to see if we can um, maybe Andy pick up on something, and then we're going to try it uh, with the ghost box. Oh, excellent. That would be good. Uh, the obelisk has gone kind of quiet right now. So uh, other than when you made that joke, it did say laugh. So. We we don't have any. Uh, we, we obviously can't see the chat room, so if there's any questions in the chat room, you're going to have to field them out to us. No, no, they're just showing naked pictures of each other. <laughs> Nothing new there, then. The oppressive atmosphere is building now. I can, these clouds seem to be coming down on top of us. It's, it's almost like we're caught in a jar. Um, the clouds at the moment have gone quite dark. I, I think we may have some rain within the sort of next hour or so. And it's like there's a lid being put. You, if you can imagine, we're looking up at these walls surrounding us, and it's like somebody's putting a lid on top to keep us in, Ron. It's, it's quite oppressive. Uh, I'm getting that as a psychic thing. Uh, what Steve's feelings as a sceptic is going to be interesting, but that's what I'm feeling. I'm bottled. I'm in a jar at the moment. Well, I can certainly... It is stormy. Um, yeah. I don't think we're going to get a storm. We're going to get rain, but mm. it is it is gloomy. It's oppressive. We've got the wind. I, I don't know if you can hear the wind as it's sort of rushing around above us. No. Uh, um, which probably just as well. <laughs> yeah, it's about thirty mile an hour. It, it is, you know, you can hear it howling through the through the. Now we can hear that when you move the, the microphone. The temperature is dropping through the, the empty windows, and it, it's the lights going. You know, we we are sort of reaching sunset here. 
Um, although we'll never see the sunset, but it's a very gloomy, oppressive night. And although it's it's not the warmest night, there is a humidity, there is an oppressiveness. There's in the a air. strange humidity. I, I'm, uh, you, it was quite clammy earlier on, and now the wind's picking up. I'm feeling chilled with it, so maybe that's part of the... It's a sort of feeling of anticipation. It's like something's going to happen. Is Nest still around us? I'm it? not sensing Nest at the moment. Nest is more... It, it, I, I can't explain it. It's sort of behind us. That we've got, the, I've got me back to the Great Hall at the moment, Lee against it and and seeing if I can sort of psychometrize a whole castle, as it were. The medium's called it's being grounded. He's actually propped up against the wall. Yeah, propped up against the wall. I'm, I'm just resting my bones for a moment. But, mm. yeah, you know, I mean, I, I can't sense Nesta around me, but then she's behind and above us somewhat. So I'm sort of sensing what's out in the courtyard and, and trying to pick up on the, the sort of place where the soldiers are. He's di- well, di- directly opposite us, the other side of the courtyard. Um, we've not seen any more bats, and, and the sense of the sort of uh, garrison of soldiers is still sort of pushing me back from there. So to, to some extent, yeah. I'm feeling pinned against the wall. Uh, yeah. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. And these, the dogs, there's a lot of dogs. How many dogs they use when they hunt it, I don't know. It seems they use more dogs than people. But there's a lot of dogs here and, and running around. And, and the, the Afghan hounds, this is what they're... Um, would they be Afghans or would they be wolf hounds? Oh, or they've got, they're, they're very... de- deer hounds, I think it was, wasn't it? They, they, to my mind, do you know what I'm saying today? I'm, I'm no sort of expert at crufts and that, but these are sort of very tall dogs. They'd sort of be up to sort of mid-chest height. Well, that would describe a deer hound. And they, they've got long, shaggy hair hanging down. That would down describe it. And they're soaked. Hound. They're soaked. You know, they've, they've been... Whether they ran them through the mill pond. Perhaps that's how they got rid of the fleas on them, but, but they, they live cheap by jail with the people. It's almost like there's more sense of them than there is of the people. I'm trying to peel away the layers of history. I'm trying to get to sort of Cerise's time, really. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of digging out of the medieval period and coming up through the 15th and 16th centuries and trying to fasten into that level with a hope to connect with the ape in that period. Mm. Well, while Andy's been doing that, of course, we've been setting... Ghost box, jabbering away in the background. Uh, it's it's funny when you mentioned if he picked up on Nestor or anything. Oh my God! You just turned that on. It said paranormal. Well, the ghost box is running. What, what would be better, I guess, uh, from from what I've been told, is that it works best when used with the medium. So I'm going to get Andy to uh, call out, see if we can get anything, can get any responses from the ghost box. I should warn anybody listening that it could get a bit noisy because obviously the ghost box is uh, trouble. Help! Said. Um, so Help. We'll, we'll get Andy to, uh, to 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 ask out and see if we get any responses back via the ghost box. So bear with us with this noise. We've got wind. We've got you know we've got the ghost box running. So you got white noise, which is good. Okay. Can I ask any spirits within? forward and with, with all due respect for your condition and, and we've asked that you respect ours we mean you no harm but can you come forward and what is that? can you let yourselves be known to us give us a sign that you are here and with us tonight what was that and that was a cold Can you tell us your names? Can you please come towards this red light? Um, I know it's a noisy thing, but if you come to the red light, that will enable us to hear you. Would you let us know your name, whether you lived here? 
We're getting sniffers, but nothing, nothing happened. What was that one? I want to say privately, at least it's not blowing raspberries at me. <laughs> Did you live here? Did you live in this castle? Do you work with the dogs at the castle? Do you, do you care for the dogs? Yes. Yes, was that a yes? Well, can you tell me your name? You... You talked over it then. My apologies. Can you repeat that? Can you tell me your name? Dave? Dave? Did we have any Dave's in this? Sir Dave. Sir Dave, I guess I'm Gavin. Can you tell me your name once again? Nice and clearly. Maybe from Belgium? Are you from Belgium? The reason Andy asks about Belgium is that the area was settled by the Flemish quite extensively ah. after the Norman period. Do you speak English? Parlez-vous Francais? I'm sorry, I don't. Then neither of us can speak Welsh. No, <laughs> and I don't speak Walloon or Flemish. So... I mean, there are. Responses, but what I'd like to have done was to record it and maybe to play it back slower because we're in real time, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're in real time, and of course, they're, they're working on a separate frequency to perhaps speed it up somewhat. So we may be getting names. Let's try, let's just try for one minute because obviously people are going yeah, to yeah. Let's try and get a name, right? If you can come forward to where we are now, it's getting quite dark now and just in this doorway we've got a little red light if you can come to that and, and tell that talk to that red light tell it tell it your name children children yes that children yes i'm aware of a boy with the dogs if you're that child with the dogs that's holding the dogs, can you come forward and tell me your name? That's what we want. We want one name. We just, have just one. 30 seconds or something. We, we've not got one there, and we will leave you in peace. This is all due respect to you, and we respect your condition. Just, just come forward and tell me your name. Lots of possible to do. But it'd be interesting to see the recording and, and slow it down, perhaps. Unfortunately, we, we can't listen to row all night, so... Well, I think it's going to... We can't make very good listening for the... Well, I was going to say, uh, let's, ask, let's ask the main host. Should we go for one more minute, Ron? What do you think? All right, you can try one more minute, but I, I've got some interesting results I want to compare with okay. with you. Which... All right, explain. We've got one minute, one name. Okay, now, we've not got very long now, and we can appreciate... 
indicate that this is your place. But we would, you know, we would dearly love for you to communicate with us. All we need is your name. Please give us your name. Lucy? We've lost something like a Lucy there, yeah. Have I got Lucy with us? Lucy, if you're with us, please say yes, I'm with you. What was that? I'm, I'm getting Latin almost in with it. Well, obviously, uh, we would need much longer to mm. to be able to do mm. anything meaningful. Well, see, that's the thing too is is a lot of people don't realize that it. it, it Paranormal investigating takes a long time. It's not just one of these instant gratifications. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, being being absolutely, you know, skeptical hat on, we, there was nothing we were ever going to achieve short of a miracle that, you know, mm-hmm. Nest or the ghost, uh, the ghost ape would appear while we were here tonight. But it's got to, you know, if you don't look, you'll never find. Uh, right. And we are, you know, and Andy was generous enough to give up his evening tonight. And, you know, we've still got some time. So what I pr- plan to do, um, Ron, you said you had something interesting your end with the Ovilus. I'm going to send Andy off for a minute or two on his own away from us and away from the distractions of having to do this mm-hmm. and see if we can, you know, see if he can, you know, spend some time. Yeah, um, we only have a few minutes left in the show, so yeah, I'm just, aware of that. So I'm just going to okay. get him to go off and, uh, you know, even just go, just go back to the gatehouse, Andy. So I've okay. sent Andy packing off to the gatehouse. Yeah, you had something in trouble. We were doing the SB7. Well, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it was almost like responding directly to your questions, which was interesting. I mean, there are a lot of different things. For instance, when you uh, Andrew said. Uh, you know, he addressed the spirit and it immediately said hi, uh, which is kind of interesting. And then he asked for a name. And as soon as he said that, the word came Jim. It wasn't like a, a long pause. It Jim right away. And, th- and there were quite a bit. He talked about, I would love to hear this played back and immediately rewind came up. Uh, you know, it was a lot of little interesting. And he talked about you asked him about uh, Nestor or, or whatever, if he Nest. had picked up Nest. Nest picked up. And as you said that, it started spitting out some words. It said night, which probably means night. <laughs> a store. Is there a store located there? Um, well, we're, we're next to the Undercroft, which is one of the service storage areas of the castle. No, store. Store. A place where they sell stuff. Uh, no, no. Uh, there is a gift shop on site. Uh, but yes, well that's a that. store. That's yeah, a, well away yeah. from that. that yeah, I don't be. care where you – that's what I'm saying. You were asking uh, about Nestor, and she was actually – or he was telling you – Nest's in the gift shop. In the gift shop tonight. So – and uh, also said hide too. So it was hiding until I guess tonight when it will appear in the uh, – uh, gift store. Now, I don't know. Is there video in the store? Because the word video came up. I have no idea. Um, I, I honestly don't know. They, they've re, they've uh, installed a new visitor center, um, which is in Porter Cabins um, at the entrance. So 
we're about 200 yards away from that at the moment. Um, I don't know what facilities they. Oh, have that's in why there. he was saying think. that that he he wasn't there. That he was telling us where he was hiding, and basically, or he she, I don't know what, and uh, that's where he was going to be oh, tonight. So, Ness, if you're listening to me, that's just dandy. Thank you so much for buggering off to the gift shop and hiding there. Although I can understand, given the weather tonight, so it's it's probably the warmest place in the castle. Um, you know, it's a modern building. It's a porter cabin. It's. Uh, um, you know, it's where I would be, prefer to be. It's got a coffee machine as well. Ooh, very uh, good. So maybe Ness has got that. Uh, so I, Warm brown? Yes, I'm, gonna, I'm slowly toddling around to the gatehouse. Um, warm brown? Does, they serve warm brown? Uh, they do serve warm brown and turbo shot. So uh, that's always <laughs> a good thing. So Andy's had a, uh, literally a couple of minutes just to the head start on this. To see if he can uh, maybe pick up on something. Um, whilst Andy and I are separated, he, he of course can't hear me now, um, and he's, he's well out of earshot around the corner. Um, the gatehouse is one of the areas where people have reported uh, an oppressive sensation, uh, a sense of uh, something trying to, I don't know push them back, force them back, uh, prevent them from entering the castle, which would make sense. Uh, and it would be interesting when we when, when I hook up with Andy in a minute to um, to maybe see if he, he senses anything along those lines. So Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting little experiment. I mean, we didn't expect a lot from this, but it was a, a good attempt. So let's, let's see. Right, let me find you hear the breath, wind yeah. blowing now. Where have you gone? Oh, sorry. He was hiding. He's gone. Yeah. Typical medium. He gra- the yeah, he's grounded himself in the in the doorway. Oh, I thought he went out for a bite to eat. <laughs> he's gone to the gift shop to find Nest. <laughs> Coffee machine. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, it's getting very cold now, and the wind's a lot stronger through here. It's picked up a lot since we were here earlier. Anyway, so, and I'm just feeling uh, I'm being, feeling excluded at the moment. I'm got um sensation of something around the throat um <coughs> something's <coughs> pulling on the throat um <coughs> pulling me back <coughs> i think i'll lean against the door if you don't mind can you, can you just grab that side a minute yeah just stop me falling that way <coughs> you're right <coughs> something, see this is what happens when you smoke put <laughs> something pulling around the throat pulling me back at the moment um I'm trying to keep clear of this. Uh, I don't want to let this energy in because, uh, oh, hang on. No, it's, that's Can you leave clear. that space? Oh, it's very, very oppressive at the moment, Ron. Um, it's just like someone's hauling back and really pulling on the throat uh, as if they've got something around my throat and pulling me against this. Wall. I've got to add, I, I'm feeling absolutely nothing oh, about the cold. Um, I've got to ask, stand back, stand back. Keep back, man. Keep back, keep back. I've got to get mastery over this. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay now. All right? Yeah, yeah. Good. Hang on. Uh, typical medium. <laughs> all amdram. <laughs> Are you all right, Susan? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah okay. I mean, I, you know, I mean, how long we got? Because it's um, uh, two or three minutes. Oh, that's not so bad then. Uh, no, about 30 seconds. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going back in the castle. That's the main thing at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't go back there if we could. Uh, I don't feel I can at the moment. It's too, it's pushing well, me way out. You, you sit yourself down there. Right, okay. Then. I'll finish off with Ron. Okay, I'll say good night. I'll, yes. shut, the, I'll shut down the ghost box because there was the pizza from the dead. 
Uh, yes, it was, which, which, we have which, 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 which we would welcome at the moment. Yeah. I'll leave Andy to recover. You'll be all right, finally. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. just sit on this step. All right, well, I'll go back in and okay. get the ghost yeah. box. Say good night to the people. I will do. Right, so um, you heard it. We tried it. Um, we, we came to Carew Haunted Castle, uh, one of the most haunted castles in West Wales by reputation. Um, we, we gave it a shot. Um, you heard what, you know, maybe the ghost box came up with something. We don't know. We can, we can, we did, we can go back through the podcast, obviously, and we can listen to the recordings, mm -hmm. um, and see if, if there were any responses. So, uh, we may do that once, once you get the podcast sorted out. Very interesting. And we will post all the photographs up on the, uh, yeah. I, the Facebook I page. Earlier today, so, uh, I, that's a really bad – I mean, I, I wish we did have those so people could follow along. But then again, this is a podcast, so people can go back and listen and, and see the locations where you were and so yeah. forth, right? Which yeah. is a great idea. And we're going to try this again in two weeks. Uh, Leslie Martin is going to join me, and we're going to do the same type of investigation. Uh, so – this should be interesting. I, I'm kind of uh, I like playing with these. I, you know, you, you you know you expect the well, least. On the, and on the you night never know what you're going to get. Yeah, on the night that you and Leslie do that, I'll set up an ovulus here, an eye ovulus here as well to see if we can get a response. Yeah, the idea would be have either. something to connect to it though. So we would have to get you uh, either a picture or maybe a picture of Leslie and I here. As soon as... Uh, where are you doing it from? I uh, was going to do it from VZ. Oh well, I've got plenty of pictures of Easy I can pull up, so I can. Yeah, use those. I will. I will actually take photographs from the different areas. And, and okay, cool, so cool. That we have. Well, um, how yeah. can talking about VZ, That reminds me, uh, how are the ticket sales going for the chicken pot pie? Well, doing well, we still have some more available. Now we haven't chicken pot pie, so you can't beat that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the time. You know, it's only a few weeks, uh, relatively speaking, now before before the flight over so uh, yeah so we've we tried it we'll we'll give it another go in a fortnight so uh, from our very dismal gray oppressive west wales Carew castle um as they say back to the studio mm -hmm. and of course uh, we're going to be here at vz tonight doing our uh, monthly red light seance which is always interesting uh a lot of questions which i'm excited to uh explore about so anyways from here at vz and Karu castle uh we'll say good night and god bless good night god bless from ghoulies to ghosties long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night deliver us good lord